Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This series, we're focusing on female financial independence, looking towards a stronger financial future. Be sure to let us know your thoughts on the show and please do connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk. So welcome to week four, the final week um, of this financial detox, money detox and finances as well. Um, Morning to those that are live on my Facebook group. Good morning. I'm here with my cup of tea. I'm recording this in the morning and I feel half asleep today. I I fell back to sleep. You know, when you fall back to sleep, you should really just start waking up, but you don't, you fall back to sleep and the sleep is so deep that you feel like you've been asleep for a second, but actually you've been asleep for about half an hour. So I went into a massive deep sleep. Hi, Catherine. And um, I feel really sleepy. I have no makeup on. So those that are watching this on my YouTube, no apologies. Um, There's hashtag no what's it's given. Um, and I just think, yeah, I try and do the real version of myself. So I just show up however that might look. Um, yeah, so at the moment, things are a little in the UK. I've had a lot of listeners in the US, which just like blows my mind. So if you're in the US, come and say hello to me somewhere. I'd love to know where you are in, in the US. Is it because of my British accent? I can make it really sound really um, South East London if you want me to. <laughs> Um, but this is my phone voice, my posh Zoom voice at the moment. I don't always sound like that. Um, yeah, things quite doom and gloom. Um, I think the mini budget has sort of thrown the pound into a bit of a turmoil. It, they say it's excessive. Like they make the press make such a big wah out of it. Um, and you're talking quite small decimal points. It's not like it's dropped by a third and it's worth nothing. Um, and then it's recouped a little bit over the weekend. It's still not great, but hey, we have to have to wait and see. Some of these things you have to wait and see. Um, I think what's thrown people is that normally there's like a precedent. Normally there's a process. Normally there's like, okay, if you do X, this Y will happen. And I think what everyone's finding is that they release this mini budget, which is not really a mini budget. It's actually in budget terms. It's quite a big deal. It probably doesn't feel like it to most people, but if you monitor the budget and listen to budgets on a regular basis, this is quite a big change and there's probably more to still to come in November this was just like the immediate things they wanted to do like it or not that's that's what they've done um so things feel quite like heavy and a quiet and I, and I think what's really important whatever's going on in the world is that you have to stay in your lane and you have to do the things that you want to do you feel in control of and control the controllables and when it comes to your finances this is where it can feel out of control it can feel um that we have you know the 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 thing this mini budget was released and normally the pound like jumps up a little bit because people are going oh we want to invest in the uk and so the pound then um sort of responds to that and that's not what's happened everyone's gone okay we don't really we're not everyone a a small amount has released from the pound and they've sort of re-moved over to the us the us dollars so when it comes to finances right now it does feel quite can feel really up and down and life is so busy there's so much going on it's hard to then stop and pause and the thing is is that none of none no things when it comes to money whether it's buying a house deciding if to buy a house 
how much to save when you retire, you, you know, cash flow in your business, your financial cash flow projections, if you're running a de department and you've got budgets, like all, all of it takes a conscious decision making to take a step back and evaluate. And what we tend to do with our finances is that we don't. We bury our head quite a lot. Um, we, we've got a lot, you know, all those sort of triggers and money mindset stuff comes up. And we don't look at it objectively. We're looking at it from an emotional perspective from either, not even necessarily our needs or our wants. It's just like a gut reaction or um, we, we just sort of oh, sod it, I'll just do it kind of thing and that that that's okay but it's always good to take a step back now and again whether it's once a quarter twice a year and evaluate the bigger picture so I think it was in week two I showed you um a page of my budget uh, my planner um so those that are on my podcast apologies this is a my planner that is on um, Amazon you can find it wealth accelerator planner and I talked about evaluating your finances and there was like a long list on my planner, which I'm just trying to find now. It's more at the beginning. Um, this is a year long planner, um, but this was like a checklist that you can run um, on a, it was a, be a monthly basis. I'm pretty sure it was a once off, like on, in the year. So, uh, oh, here we go. So you have um, personal, if you have a business, a business outgoings, these two pages. And you basically have um, a list of things that are generally outgoing. So it lists everything that you would have as an outgoing, the provider and the review date. So this is like an obvious way for you to review your finances and you can sort of set dates in your calendar. So back on week two, I talked about this. Now taking that to the next step, um, it's last week I started to talk about um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs when it comes to financial planning. And I, I have two books. The other one is The Wealth Accelerator. And I have touched on this in week three, and I'm just going to elaborate on it now. Um, last week, we talked about goals and like that, like your medium and long term goals. Um, and the week before, we talked about budgeting, which is your goals linking to your budgeting, because you should be planning for those things to happen and feel around your finances. So now we're talking bigger picture stuff. Oh, I just had the page and it's about to flip past the bum state. Um, I was just going to show, there we go. Um, so it's chapter 11, 100, um, page 118, Financial Priorities Pyramid, basically on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And you'll notice on here that it has living for today, income, uh, protection, pension, savings, and then investment. So when you're looking at your finances in general, um, it's not just about what the outgoings are. It's also about and not just about what the goals, the long term, medium goals are. It's looking at when I'm talking to clients, it's also looking at, OK, what are your finances like? Well, how does that fit? What, how are you budgeting? What's your income and what's your outgoings? Um, what's the goal? What's the objective? What are you trying to achieve? And then the third piece is, OK, well, actually, overall, what's your holistic financial position? From a, I, it's like We've got a new assessment coming out and it's actually live. Yeah, it's live so I can share it with you and um, it's a financial well-being assessment and on there is 10 or 12 questions and it gets you to think about where you are like it sort of scores you where you are in certain areas and I've just mentioned some so it, it's about like does your mortgage finish when you're due to retire um how, you know do you have emergency savings 
Um, do you have your pension plan in place? Is that, you know, are you going to be able to retire uh, when you want to? Um, do you have, what's another one? Oh, do you have life insurance to cover your mortgage or critical illness to cover your mortgage? Do you have um, life or critical illness over and above or income protection? Do you have a will in place? So it's like these core things that you need to think about when it comes to financial planning. So when I'm doing a holistic financial review, um, and they, their client might be just talking about moving house or just talking about life insurance or just talking about one area. What we try to do is look at it more holistically and look at what are all the elements. Now, you sometimes can't deal with all of those things all at once and you do need to set a priority. So quite often when we're working with clients, we will say, OK, well, let's focus on the, the first core thing that you're wanting to sort out first. Let's work on that. This is like the to do list and we'll work through it together one by one. We can do sometimes do two or three things at once, maybe not more than two. Um, and then once we tick those boxes, we can move on to the next. But we need the conversation so that we can see what the whole picture looks like. So an example of that, which is a really easy one, is from a budgeting perspective, is if, if you are um, saving for a holiday, paying into your pension and paying life insurance, um, and you're paying your mortgage, you think, well, they're all three separate products or three separate things that you're doing, but they all affect each other. And that's where a lot of people can start to get confused because they start to say, well, how much should I prioritize here? What should I do there? And the biggest problem that a lot of people have that are younger is that they're, they're having to take out bigger mortgages. They're having to throw more of their money at buying a house because, do you know what? Can you hear me all right? I've just realised I've not put my headphones in. Can I just double check? Can I just double check? The audio hasn't been shocking because this has been laying on the floor. And I don't need it to hear, but I do want to make sure you can hear me. So can I just, can I just double check you can hear the audio up to, up to before me just talking and putting this next to my... I'm just going to wait for the chat to catch up so you can tell me. It's been fine. <gasps> Thank God. I was in a good flow there. <laughs> I hate having to repeat myself. It never actually sounds as good as it did the first time. Um, you, hopefully the podcast audio is, is okay for it as well. So apologies if the audio just suddenly got a little bit better and it was rubbish before. Maybe just go back and turn me up. <laughs> Um, yes, so what people start to struggle with, and I'm talking this through, sort of not, not realising it for the first time, but realising the other person's process, um, which sometimes as an advisor, you, sort of, you can take for granted. Everyone's saying it's been fine. Great. OK, good. Um, yeah, you take it for granted. So it's like, OK, well, how much should I put towards my mortgage? Should I overpay on my mortgage? How much should I be putting in my pension? Should I, how much should I be saving for? Um, I know it is a hundred pound a month towards insurance too much or is it not enough um etc 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 so then when you start to try and put things together it that, that's where people start to struggle so a holistic financial advisor what they should be able to do is to help you come up with the best plan so it might not be a case of setting everything up but you're going to look at it holistically and say okay right this is how much your mortgage is. You're gonna. This is this is your situation here. This is how much you need to be putting towards your retirement. And we should be prioritising the mortgage being cleared, um, by the time you wish to retire, and you having a comfortable retirement income. Even if that's not meaning it's going to be like a world life changing, financially free, win the lottery retirement. Um, it might you might have to default until state pension kicks in, which for a lot of us are 66, 67, or 68, depending on your age. 
um, in the UK, um, it might not be 55 or 60 or even 65, but you know, you need to uh, sort of have a, a base point, not necessarily a worst case scenario, but like at least a base point to work towards. Um, and you can work back from there. Then you can work on the protection. But actually, as you saw from the hierarchy of needs, protection is actually is higher up the priorities than retirement or savings. Um, and even in some instances, mortgages. Now, the reason for that is because if something was to happen, like if you were to die, and, I'm, you know, I think we're all feeling a little bit about morality at the moment because of obviously the Queen's just passed away just what, two weeks ago, less than... I don't even know. It feels like a blur this month. Um, it, it, it means that, you know, we know with death and taxes, right, <laughs> there are two things we can be sure of. Um, and we start to question then, OK, what's our overall financial position? Should I have I got enough life insurance? It's not always about am I paying too much for it, but actually, have I got enough? Has it got the right term on it? Um, have I got should I have maybe some critical illness in there as well? Or do I have enough income protection from work? What will happen if work stopped paying me for sick pay? What if I broke my back or I got run over by a bus or I had a critical illness like cancer, stroke or a heart attack? What, what would happen? What about my partner? Those things are priority because if you're, if you're reliant on your partner and your partner's the main wage owner and they have very little sick pay at work and um, you're reliant on them and you say, for example, maybe all the other way around, you or your other partner who's not earning, hasn't worked for 10 years, you're unlikely to just go and get a job. You're more likely, one, that job's not going to pay as much as maybe that person was because you've just had a career great gap or you or the other person. Um, and secondly, because um, you're actually going to probably want to look after them. They're not necessarily going to be want to be out of the house more. So protection then basically gives you a lump sum or that can be large or small, depending on your budget and what you can afford. Um, can then sort of, if, if, you, if, you, if you don't, sorry, I'm trying to put this politically, not like without, not politically correctly, if that's the right word, just more kindly without sounding too harsh. But basically, if you was to die, you'd be out on the street if you, if you can't then pay the mortgage, quite literally. Um, if someone was to be, you know, seriously ill and you can't pay the mortgage, and I'm talking, you know, leukemia, cancer, like something really severe, and you haven't got the right protection in place, the mortgage company don't care like I sounds awful but they just tell you tell you to sell the house and go and rent somewhere like they won't they're not in they're not interested there's no charity out there no government's going to bail you out which is why it's more uh, in terms of the hierarchy of needs that's why actually protection is before savings before investing before anything else because as long as you're not paying I don't know a thousand pounds a month to it because that's just that's that's quite astronomical um, actually, the the risk and reward is 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 better. So I hope that that helps. Um, so then, when it comes to then your pensions, holistically speaking, and the savings and pulling it all together, is you sort of have to look at the the overall picture first. So you can see all the little the pieces, if you like, um, and you can set a priority to the different things that need to be done first. But whilst you're in those different elements, you can sort of start to allocate a budget. And you have to prioritize. So sometimes clients come to me and they have got this really long list. And I, you know, I want to live in the Bahamas and I want to buy a yacht. OK, great. No problem. How much do you earn? £10,000 a year. Yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> um, and that's that, that's extreme. And I know that sounds like an extreme example, but I do have them on occasion. Um, so 
quite often you might want to be more realistic is somebody who I had one recently it was a couple he earned around 130 grand a year um, a lawyer um, she earned about 30 40 working part-time so professional couple um, needed to move house but the house move would be far too much money we worked out the figures it would cost them too much money um, so they decided to do a loft extent uh, loft conversion instead um, that that was you know much cheaper than paying stamp duty and moving house etc and I didn't actually mind the house itself it was just to create another bedroom so loft conversion made sense and also a house is not an asset um, until you can rent out a room or sell a piece of land or sell it the rest of the time it's a it's costing you money so why they they weren't in a position to like increase their mortgage by thousands and thousands of pounds every month when they hadn't made enough provisions for their pensions as much as he was earning lots of money he was a freelance solicitor and therefore lawyer so it then meant that he actually hadn't done any pension contributions. Um, and so people from all like doesn't just because people are in professional jobs earning good money doesn't mean they're good with it or that they've created wealth with it or they've done all the right things with it. Like, trust me, there's there's everyone from any walks of life that everyone work, works differently, regardless if they were born into money or not. We all we all do the same things. It's just human nature. We de deny, de de deny the inevitable. And we put off what needs to get done with fun and it comes to financial planning. So they were at a point where they've got one child about four years away from uni and another child with about six or seven years away from uni. They had a lump sum and they wanted to pay that into their pension contributions um, rather than the moving house option. And um, as we discussed and we talked that through and they decided to only increase their mortgage a little bit to still give them a, a certain amount per month available that they could then invest more but they wanted to pay for both their kids to go to uni and I was like yeah that's not going to happen unless you the lump, lump sum you put some of that aside and you haven't got long enough to save up for it you can't invest this money when you're going to need it in three or four years time what if the market's tanked you're going to need the money it's not worth you investing it so some of it we need to ring fence for university and then you can do something with the rest and when i run the figures for them based on investing that money and doing a monthly contribution it did not delay delayed their retirement planning by about six years and that was a real shock to them they really didn't like that now that does depend on performance of funds so i had to go on the more cautious cautious side of things but it was relevant um, because it was a case of having to juggle the moving house, university fees, the pensions, the savings, and actually sort of piece it together. And, and I find that's what a lot of people struggle with the most. It's like, how do I piece this pie together? We've got all these ingredients. How do I bring it together into a plan? And that's what a financial planner does. That's really like, that, that, I can do that with my eyes closed. Um, so that just gives you a bit of a perspective. So to help people with this process, I've actually created, I, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. I, I just don't know why, you know, when you think, I should have done this years ago. It's been in the planning since January, 2022. And I allowed other things to prioritize it. Um, so I'm really glad to have it available now. Um, actually, those on my Facebook, I'm, I'm gonna post it in the comments so you can go and check it out um 
it's literally this is fresh off the press I've, I've so if you see a mistake a typo a spelling <laughs> please let me know just email me or if you're on my facebook group comment and we'll check we'll find it if you're on my podcast or on youtube youtube you can comment as well but i'd rather you message me um and so i can edit it um uh, elsewhere and um, if you're on my podcast if you can email me rebecca at rebeccarobertson.co.uk any edits or problems let me know because I'd love I'm happy to take feedback um but it's a quiz so I'm actually going to open the quiz actually what I'll do is I'll share it on my screen um so you I'm, you can actually see it as well there we go that'd be easier rather than me just reading it out um and I'm just going to take you through some of the questions that I've just mentioned so you literally click take the quiz Take assessment. Okay. Emergency fund. Do you have three times your outgoings in savings uh, for emergency? Yes or no? I'm just going to say no. Um, affordability. Do you spend more each month than you have coming in? Yes or no? I'm just going to put no. Pension position. Do you have sufficient income for your retirement? Yes or no? Would, do you have state planning? Do you have a will in place? I'm going to say yes for this one. Mortgage position, is your mortgage guaranteed to be repaid before you retire? Yes or no. Family, personal and family protection position, does your life insurance fully cover the correct mortgage term and any debts outstanding? Yes or no. Critical illness, does your cover, full cover, the correct mortgage term, does your cover, fully, fully cover that should say, fully cover the correct mortgage term and debts outstanding? Outst uh, and any debts outstanding term that needs rewording <laughs> yes or no i think you've got the gist of what it what it means though income protection does your income protection position um, position cover at least 50 percent of your income for long-term illness that's more than sort of six months usually long-term illness savings slash investments does your have you used your ice allowance for this tax year and then you can have it that's my regulated work email address and you basically then get um if I put you do need to receive communication um I don't think you have to have that one though um and you finish assessment and then it actually emails you your results um and what it also does I'll stop sharing now and um, what it also does is it will send you like a summary of each of those sections like a description of what's ideally best to have in place and then also with it, you get a free chapter of that, that chapter I mentioned, chapter 11, um, with it as well. So go and take the quiz. Let me know what you think um, in the comments below. How do you score? Have you got like 10 out of 10? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And I hope it. what the purpose of it is to help people to take that step back to take that sort of bit of a okay check in here where am I at with the bigger picture and then start to prioritize what they feel that they need to work on first and obviously we're happy to help if you already have a financial advisor you can go back to your current financial advisor but by all means you obviously can contact us and in the email in the quiz you'll get an option to book a call there's a free discovery call option there there's no commitment to go ahead with anything you'll just have a call with Katie and my team who's worked with me for about four years um I forget forever um Katie knows our bus the business it she is she is the business she knows the business inside and out she knows exactly how we help clients and how we can help you um if that's relevant for you 
or if, likewise, if you have any questions. Um, oh, thank you. So Alison says, oh, morning, I've been listening in the background. This is really great. It looks fab. Oh, thanks, Alison. Yeah, it's one of those things that I just kept meaning to do and hadn't got around to it. And here it is. <laughs> it's live. Um, and that's going to be we get a lot of uh, searches for our regulated business so evolution financial planning we get a lot of traffic from our website so that was the purpose of doing it we're going to have it on the home page um, so people can take the quiz straight from the website um, and we're going to put it out on our socials and stuff so if you do see it and you like it then please do share it or go look for it It'll be out i'll maybe put a post up at some point um, if you can share it that'd be absolutely fab i'd really really appreciate it um yeah so any questions please let me know in the comments and i will respond back um or you can email us um at uh well if you do the quiz you'll get you'll get an email from, from us and you can just email us back any questions we're happy to answer any questions that you've got if you need any help with anything but the purpose of um this call today um was is to sort of round up that process of that financial detox so by now you've had a, we've had four weeks by the end of this week it would have been four rolling weeks and hopefully back right in the back of week one I talked about basically getting to the end of the month and having money left over or feeling that your money had more purpose or feeling that the money you had put aside you know what you're putting it aside for so if you haven't if you've missed if you don't really feel like you've achieved that go back to week one you can find it in the Facebook group if you just scroll down or it's in the um, announcement section um, or otherwise you can go to my podcast, which is rebeccarobertson.co.uk slash podcast and you'll see week one, week two and week three already loaded there. So you can you can um, they're about 20 minutes each. You can go in and listen to those all in one go on my podcast. Do subscribe. And if you do listen on my podcast, please do leave me a review. You can enter into our prize draw um, as well if you want to win. I think it's a copy of my book um, or both my books, both the books that I mentioned in my podcast today. Um, and you just need to send us a screenshot of your review and email it to us at Rebecca at RebeccaRobertson.co.uk. Um, and we will then enter you into a draw to win both copies of my book. Um, it does really make a big difference for us to share people what they're learning and it gets more people listening. We're somewhere around 17 or 18,000 downloads. And by the end of this year, I'd love to get to 25,000 downloads. That'd be, I'd love that. That'd be amazing. Um, so if you can help me with that by leaving reviews and sharing our podcast, I always appreciate it. So once you've caught up and you're, um, we're now in like a week's time, um, where you should be is in a situation where you know where your next month's salary should be going. You know how much you need to be putting aside because once you've done the detox, what you're then in the last final stage is then saying, okay, how do I want to set this up for the future? What do I want this to look like going forward? What intentions do I have with my money from this day forward? So um, if you've learned a few things over this last three, soon to be four weeks, um, you may have realized that you've got a certain spending habit or you might have realized that you don't think do things maybe the way you know you should or you need to put different money aside. There's something you want to plan for. There's something you want to do differently. Um, you maybe want to set a tighter budget on certain things so that you want to set, send that money to a different account and or take it out in cash and have it just in an envelope. Like whatever it is to create the, create the right habits, then do that. 
but then it's also setting the intention of okay what does my revised budget look going forward and um, what bigger plans do I need to put into play and what type of um, have you put some dates in place so if you put any dates in place for things that you know that are coming up like you might have car insurance or home insurance or something that you know you need to review or do and I know myself like I've got a long list of things I need to do I need to check my home insurance because the direct debit hasn't come out um this month it's now like what 26th of the month and I really should have like done it by now um and so I know what it's like um, but we just have to put the time aside and just keep I, I have a like a weekly to-do list I actually only put this on my to-do list last week and I didn't get to it last week um, but I will get it done this week and I have like a priority list so just try and where you can prioritize and put the time aside because what tends to happen is um, we, we're reactive to the things that are popping up for us whether it's a tag on social media or a message from a friend asking about you know what someone's meant to be wearing next weekend and we prioritize those kind of conversations and those things that are popping up and then our financial well-being our financial position it has to be something you're consciously proactive about gets left behind and there's no one that's going to do it for you it's it's only you that's got your back when it comes to this stuff and possibly your partner um, of course, and we do speak to couples. We do, I don't, I don't exclude men, but we specialize in working with women. Um, and so it's, it's good to have conversations with your partner. But the other thing that you can do, and it was something I've done a little while ago, is you can open up a Google Drive account. And the budget planner, those that wanted my budget planner, um, which I covered in week two, I think it was, um, I emailed out a load of budget, budget planners if you have your own. You can save them in the Google Drive um, and share it with them. And equally, the other documents like your life insurance document, a copy of your will, um, any life insurance, uh, I said life insurance, um, mortgage, like most recent mortgage offer, all those things. And then if you have a Word document with like, the, with like just a summary or where they're kept or, you know, I'm not saying put bank details um, in them, but if you do, um, I do on one of them, but it's a spreadsheet and it's got a password so no one can open it unless they have the password. It then means if anything was to happen to you or your partner or you, you, the other person can pick it up, because I think I'm finding a lot of women now are actually doing a lot of the planning and the, and the organising and, you know, the, the actual day to day running of the households and the, the, the bits and pieces like that. But if something was to happen to you, or if it was the other way around your partner, you wouldn't be able to find anything. And I know like, for example, me, I've got a couple of folders and it's got really old documents in and people tend to just keep them rather than throw them away. My partner was, wouldn't know where to start. Whereas if you just keep the most recent up-to-date documents in a Google Drive, um, it means if something was to happen, you've got that full back and it's all there in one place. Um, and then also it's easier for you to refer to so that then you can go back and go, okay, um, what, 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 what's, um, when's my life insurance last been looked at or um, when's my car insurance due for renewal and then you, if you have a summary document you can then see it more clearly and then just create a diary note um, beforehand so it pops up without you know you being surprised um, to go check out our financial well-being assessment um, I'd love to know what you think of it and um, do book a call in with my lovely Katie if you want to discuss anything
So I'm going to round up now. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for those that are listening on the podcast in the future. Thank you for those being on the Facebook Live. Those that are listening back on the Facebook group, do give me a hashtag replay. Um, I'd love to know who's been listening. Any questions, just give me a shout. Otherwise, happy Monday. I'm still feeling half asleep, but I'm going to get on with things. (laughs) Busy day ahead. Um, Sending you all lots of love and um, I'll speak to you very soon. Take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. For any regulated advice, please do head over to www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk.